0: You're listening to Trot the Eggin, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. This week's rugby story is that of a witness lad who started playing rugby league as a kid at Witness Tigers and then Holton Hornets. When in high school, he began his rugby union journey playing for the Wits and a very successful side. He also managed to play for Lancashire right through the age groups up until 20s. Played a year at Colts and then straight into men's rugby with the first team and he never looked back. Ladies and gents, Mr Martfield. All right, well so how have you been, mate? I'm good, John, thanks, yeah. Yourself? Yeah, not bad, not bad, mate. So before we get stuck into your rugby story, where was home for you and who lived at home with you? Uh, I grew up over Upton. My um, mum, dad, and just the one older brother, Tony.
1: he's three years older than me. Right. And then uh, when I was about ten, we moved into
0: Cradley, just in the estate over the road from the woods there. Been there ever since, mate. Yeah,
1: yeah, well,
0: yeah. Right. Adulthood, yeah. So, how was you introduced to rugby and
1: where was your first club? I've Always been up here. Some of my earliest memories of my life are coming up to the WIDS because my dad played here. Before my, I can remember, my uncle Mike, he lives in Italy now, he played here. So, it was Saturdays, me and would have us, but we'd, we'd come up here and just run round in it, just annoying the older fellas. Well, my dad was playing. I remember going in the changing rooms before the games and smelling like the the winter green and hearing them like chanting, warming up and that. And I just <laughs> I just loved it. I couldn't wait to start playing. To be honest, yeah. But I, yeah, um, was always rugby balls in the house, and my dad was going out in the midweek, probably coming to training, and yeah. didn't really know where he was going, but he just had them. Old-fashioned, old grey shorts that he used to wear. <laughs> the cotton <threaders>. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, growing up, mate, what what was what was the sport of choice? Was it league? Was it union? Was it asked about football? No, football was never a thing. My older brother liked football
1: a bit, but I, I never, well, I wasn't interested. But growing up in witness, I was born in 83, right. so you can imagine the 80s and 90s was a great time for witness rugby league. Yeah. So, my dad, his dad, and my uncle would go to norton park watch witness sit on the wall of our leg and sometimes lay on the side of the pitch and the yeah. stewards would come and move us back over the wall but just seeing like martin the fire up close and kurt zoninson and jonathan davis and all people like that was just, of the game, yeah, it Yeah, it was brilliant then so it was always really for I me and the older brother played for the tigers yeah um, and i remember i just my mum would go and watch him on a Sunday morning and I wanted to play but my mum would always say you're not playing, you're not old enough, Right. you're not old enough so, and then we went to watch him one Sunday morning and one of the younger teams trotted out on another pitch and they were younger than me and I said to my mum like that's not fair, They're young. they can play in there that age so she started letting me play then so I played for the Tigers for a few years then, yeah. and then I went to the Hornets later on but so I, I don't know why I never played here. To be honest, when I was in the, I didn't, I, I don't think it was a word. There was a, a, a youth team here. To yeah. be honest, not for me. Dad ever let me know. Right, and obviously they weren't in the schools. They're out to let you know why there was be. No, they, we, I went to St Basil's over Upton, and they were, they were staunchly against us playing rugby. Oh, okay. Yeah, we played football, but I remember. Um, I don't know if you know um, Neil Barrett <coughs> and Dave Barrett's auntie. Right. She was a teacher at our junior school, and I asked her, "Could we play rugby?" And she she let us play rugby, on, and then the headmaster came out and told us off. It's, it's too dangerous, so <laughs> we weren't allowed to play rugby
0: at school. Yeah. And so all that passed me by until high school. Right. So, so there'd there been no introduction to any sort of like town team stuff or like rep no. stuff, so of say at that age for you. Then mate no. The, the
1: the the rugby league team I was in it. Tigers was awful we were, we were just a bad team right. so we never won anything so I don't think town team was ever I, think, yeah, yeah. I never knew town team existed until I got to high school Right. and I
0: wouldn't have been anywhere near it anyway I didn't know okay. what I was doing at yeah. that age um, so what do you remember about them early days was it a smaller pitch was it well, how, do you remember I do, much I, I feel like the rugby league it feels
1: like it was a normal size pitch but, you know, I was what you seven, eight years old, so yeah. I can't really remember. But I remember being a bit confused when I did come here, right. and they were playing on half size. So the first, like, I'd probably come like halfway through the season, yeah, and they were playing a half pitch. Right. So you, yeah, you were probably more than so likely on a bigger. pitch I must have been because yeah. I remember that confusion of why why the posts at the side of the pitch, and then yeah. if you scored at the end. Also, oh, you play touchline d- to touchline. Yeah, right. Someone then had to go into the to the the middle of the pitch to kick the the goal over the sticks. Inside of the pitch, confusing. yeah. <laughs> uh, but and I, I, yeah, I can't really remember what the size the pitches were because I think like we must have been tiny running around on a big pitch then,
0: must not we? Yeah. I don't think they do that now, do they? I think they have smaller pitches. Yeah. All, like, it all went, like so I'm I'm like a little bit younger than you when we had. We didn't go touchline to touchline. We did go post to post, but it was smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Needed to be for me slow. Should <laughs> Same as me, mate. Same as me. So, how did you find the transition into high school, Mark? Did the rugby help for? It helped with making friends and yeah. stuff. I always felt like,
1: I always think kids should be in team sports as, as early as possible because these lads I played rugby with as a seven or eight year old who I don't necessarily see all the time now but I'll bump into and we'll shake hands and have a little laugh and a joke about the old days. days and that yeah. so going in playing league and then going into high school I had some league mates yeah. and then I met lads who played here and even though I'd been here all my life I never knew there was a, a youth team here and right. they were like why don't you come and play for the
0: Whits? Yeah. and I was like I didn't even know they had the team and I'm there all the time so that's madness that. especially um, how dominant a figure like your dad is It. yeah I, I just I just think he was quite happy letting us play league yeah. you have your
1: bit yeah you his bit sort I of, mean yeah. yeah. and it, it, my dad was like working constantly back then he, he worked at Ford he was on nights all the time all right. so when we were getting a bit older my mum would take us the games on a Sunday morning to, to play rugby league and that yeah. so he was always in work then, right. but when I got to high school, and I, I, I discovered <laughs> rugby union was, yeah. was a thing as well for <laughs> kids. I started, I started playing that at school. And yeah, that, that was that was it. And I just wanted to be here all the time. Then. Right. So, pos- positionally playing rugby league, you were. I was playing, when I was. Like second row or loose forward when I was at yeah. the Tigers, and then when I went to the Hornets they had such an established team who'd been a team together like hardly changed for years uh, with the likes of Vinnie Miler, Ali Cook, um, Gaz Morton, people who who were in the team week in week out I was just on the bench every week and then they'd get brought on for like the last five minutes and they'd just bum me on the wing
0: yeah you're not going to
1: get out of that right? I know. so I was just trying my best charging around everywhere coming out of positions trying to try and make all the tackles trying to take balls in and that doing well getting yeah. told i have done well and then next week on the bench again right. did that probably for about a season or two and, then, yeah, boy, yeah. and then I got to high school a lad who lived near us on that estate over there yeah. played rugby and he said come up the wins right. so as soon as I got up the woods then it was just slotted in it in the
0: second row and that's where I've been ever since really. Right, so before we touch on your school rugby, what? how did you find the difference? I know we spoke about the pitch then, which is a funny obvious one, isn't it? But did you notice any differences between the two courses as a kid? Did you struggle to get your head around any of it? No, I think probably got into
1: rugby union just young enough and everyone was still running around like headless chickens anyway. So I was probably it was really easier to start earlier than it would have been if I got to an, an older age and tried to pick nice up another ball ball to do. Yeah, yeah. And when I did move over to rugby union, likes of scrums weren't competitive. Okay. Line outs, you, you couldn't lift in line outs, so everyone just jumped. A and bit of velocity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, and looks and balls weren't, you know, they weren't like big heavy contacts like they are when you get a bit older. It was just... The one thing you have to remember is, is if you went to play rugby league, once you've tackled them on the floor, yeah. you just got to leave them alone then, you? you? can't yeah, carry yeah. on trying to <laughs> rock like, more like you can in your yeah. so, But it wasn't hard. It, it was like, say, everyone was just running around like headless chickens anyway.
0: Right. And what were the options at school rugby-wise? Did you have to play one call to be hard to play the other? or the high field, that is, sorry.
1: Yeah, I think because... It, it was like you were just in the rugby team, right. and then if there was a rugby game and it was a rugby league game, whoever was the coach would pick generally. The rugby league players would get first bibs, obviously,
0: yeah, and then they'd fill in gaps with, with everyone else. But yeah. even sorry. if it was 40 players, they'd go on the wing or something.
1: Yeah, and then at the same like we play rugby union because we had a good rugby union team here, it'd pretty much be. All the lads at that school he yeah. played at the woods, and then the other would be league lads at in, but I was lucky enough that i was I played both codes because I, I must have been like one of the only ones who played yeah. second row in both codes,
0: so I just right. it was easy enough yeah and what was the standard light likewise Like from club to school, which did you find the most difficult, or which did you enjoy most? We were blessed here at the Wids
1: because we had a great team and we we hardly lost. In fact, I think in the in the five or six years of youth rugby I played here, or maybe even more than that, we lost one game. Right. Um, but at school, we we played rugby. League, we we went we all right. We, we'd win most games, but yeah. then you'd go and play like the likes of uh, is it John Fisher in uh, Wigan? Yeah, that, yeah, because rugby we'll league school uh, places like that. We'd, we'd get our asses handed to yeah, us. Yeah. And those lads then you'd see as well, like when I was playing rugby league, you'd see the same lads playing for that school. And they were just amazing. Like we used to play against Sean Edwards, his younger brother, right. sadly died in a car crash. Like But he was um, Billy Joe Edwards. Right. He'd play for the school and then yeah. against us on Sunday morning. And they were just leagues above us. Right, They just had rugby running through the veins.
0: Yeah. And so when when you're playing as competitively as that as a kid, do you notice as you're growing up the changing level and standard, or are you just still enjoying the game really? I always, I always saw it in other people. Yeah, I was, I was, I never considered
1: myself good enough to be anywhere near a professional, right. but I could see other lads and and the ones who were taking it seriously with the fitness, yeah. and living and breathing the rugby, trying to play rugby. For you know any code as long as it kind of furthered the right. ambitions, right. and you look at lads and you think, oh, they're gonna make it. I yeah. he's, he's brilliant. You know, he's got, got a bit. he's got yeah. muscles and smoking beard. You you could like like I say, you would play against some teams and you you you'd get battered. Yeah, like I thought we were good. Yeah, and then you play against other teams and to be honest, in our in my age group it's not many that went on to, to play professional you know like yeah. that you'd see on the telly or anything yeah. like that it didn't really Lord's got signed as kids yeah. but it just fizzled out for one reason or another right they ended up getting spat out of the system sort of thing yeah, yeah. It, it happens doesn't it yeah. different reasons for every person but oh, you know older age groups and younger age groups you'd see lads go all the way through and then you'd see them on telly
0: and yeah,
1: there yeah. was one or two like yeah. I mentioned really, well, he played for Bradford once or twice and then yeah. just Never carried on. Our lad who played here went playing for Leicester Rugby Union, and oh, right, okay. um, he was in our team. He come from Eccles. Neil Baxter. He
0: went playing for yeah. for Leicester, but again, I don't know. He, he just took a different path. Yeah. With, without being rude, and that it's like uh, I imagine because of how heavy rugby league was, right? Not just in witness, but you've got Wigan round the corner, Warrington and Ellen's Imagine it was a little bit easier no disrespect to anyone that would to make it in league rather well, than the union definitely because you're not going to get signed for a
1: rugby union team when there isn't one here yeah um, or sale weren't as dominant were no um, I think there was like the likes of Waterloo and places like that were probably yeah. more like the professional setups, but they, they wouldn't come here looking for youngsters Yeah. we used to have because we, we were winning Every week, we'd have scouts coming to watch us. Okay. Um, I remember, you know, Dougie Lawton coming and watching, and then a week later, Mike Webb had signed for Witness and right. a bit later on, all lads had signed for Saints and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But never really got the. F- never went the full way generally. Yeah.
0: So was there any rep stuff through high school for you? Um, probably after a couple of years of playing here. Yeah. Um,
1: I can't I think it was just I don't know whether the clubs get asked to send a few people to right. Lancashire trials or whatever but I remember going to a few different trials like Lancashire and like Mer- Merseyside and I'm sure there was there was other ones but more it where was where would they have been at?
0: do you remember where they was?
1: I remember going to a Lancashire trial at LSH Liverpool Saint Helens. Yeah, um, and then I, and then when I was in the Lancashire team, most of the training was at Liverpool Saint Helens as well. Um, but I somehow ended up in the in the Lancashire team. It was the gear above myself.
0: Right. But you're playing club level at your own age. Yeah, yeah. I just I, like the likes of Tim Hewlett Phil Shaw,
1: Adam McNair, were in Lancashire as well. Yeah. They were in the. The year below me. for okay. Some reason they just decided I was a fit for the for the for the team above. Right. So
0: I was playing with lads who were a year older than me. Right. And did you did you feel or notice the difference in that? No, I, I it stood me in good stead. I
1: thought because then when I would go play club level then against lads my own age, I felt like I
0: boss them around more because I felt older than them, even though weren't. I weren't. Yeah. So at what age did you start noticing? A change in, like you know, like there's always teams up until we're probably thirteen or fourteen have one or two big kids in there. Yeah. When did you notice that leveling out?
1: It's probably, it's probably like when you get to about fifteen, isn't it? Because yeah. like we had lads here, and when I was at the Hornets, who were who were, were, were big lads and they'd just run through people and then you get to like halfway through high school and everyone would catch up and those lads aren't running through people anymore yeah. um, and it, it kind of leveled the playing field because it wasn't just one it wasn't just give that give the ball to that lad and let him run and he score mm. every time it, yeah. it, it felt like rugby, rugby got a bit better then when yeah. that changed right. so it was a bit more like an even keel on it. If, yeah. you, if you didn't have a big fat lad
0: you were getting beat yeah. it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it if you didn't they don't yeah, yeah. So do you know, you touched on, the team you played out for the Wits were really successful, yeah. which we'll go on about trophies and that that you've won. So, when you're going from Wits training to Lancashire, are you noticing a different instant a difference in standard again, or because you were that good was it? I think when we when we went to Lancashire training, I think because the lads we were playing against were the ones we were beating week in week out, on Sunday, there was a bit of an us in them. When, even it so I noticed but, that when I yeah. went, so even it you would notice yeah. in that the, the the other players in the Lancashire team were all from different clubs.
1: The be from West Park, essentially yeah. Park, Oral like, to, uh, yeah, all uh, those yeah. other places were all kind of band together as the ones who got beat by us, and then we'd have three, four, five of us. We'd get uh, Liverpool Saint Helens loads of changing rooms we'd have our own little wits changing room that we got changed in for training and they'd all be in another one. Alright. And it, it was just that thing. they hated us because they couldn't beat us. Yeah. And there wasn't really, it, it wasn't hard for us. I, I, I think that might be part of the reason why I ended up in a league uh, a year
0: above because it it was easy for us. Comfy for you. Yeah. yeah. So, let's talk about some junior trophies then because of how, how good your team was. Yeah. So, just how does the Lancashire Cup work as a as a kid, mate? For listeners that might not know, did you did you start off is a is there a draw and or there must be mustn't there's some kind of yeah. To draw. be honest, I
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't have known about any of that. Yeah. It was just we never had a, we never played in a league. Okay. It were just friendlies every Sunday, yeah. And then every now and again you'd have a Lancashire Cup game. All right, and I didn't know why we were playing whatever team we played. Yeah. We just played him. He just rocked up. and. We had um, I think it was probably under like under fourteens, under fifteens and under sixteens or under thirteens, under fourteen, yeah. under fifteens when we won it three years in a row. Right. And um I remember the first time we won it, I'd only been here about a year maybe. Yeah. And it was it was a bit closer run. Um but we had we had such a good set of bats that yeah. We just we, we could score whenever we got the ball out to the backs, um, and then the next year we had um, an influx of players from um, the Tigers our age group folded, right. so the majority of them just came over the bridge to us. Yeah. And we ended up having like a thirty man squad. Okay,
0: so there's going to be some disappointed kids that went there.
1: Yeah, there was. Yeah, um, they did. The coaches did the best to. Play,
0: play lads every week, but when it comes to Lancashire games, it was just Peter you Best 20 tomorrow, yeah, you whatever, couldn't though, you yeah. couldn't take the risk because you? you're in no. cup game. But you're you at know, that age as well, Sollyson. You might work taking part not the only thing that matters anymore. Is yeah. it? when you go into places that you probably will go into your Preston, your what, your, your yeah. I, I'd,
1: I'd hate to have that selection nightmare yeah. as a coach. I, th- I think it might be easier to just have. 18 lads every week, and not have a joy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Whereas there was lads there that you wanted to keep them because they were decent players, but there was someone else who was just a bit better than them so that you'd have to pick first. So you'd have weeks where you play teams where you know you're going to batter, so you play those other lads. Yeah. And then the following week, it's a cup game. They're on the bench
0: again, or not even in the in the squad, in the squad yeah. which is a shame. But, so it was training like tasty at times and even as kids no I don't no. think so there was, a, there was a good camaraderie like n- there was no like people trying to hurt each other because they
1: wanted that position there it, it wasn't ever that vibe to it right um, we were all having a good laugh Every you know like as youngsters you know you like having a drink after games but right. on Sundays if we'd won a cup game all the parents would be in there we'd all be having a laugh and that right. it, it was never anything like that not really and and, and I think just later on in, in years those lads just drifted off and went and played elsewhere where they could play every
0: week every and I don't blame them yeah no, what to be honest mate I don't but so when when you go in, into these cup comps mate and how did you used to find the build up to a big game as a as a, a kid team I, w- I I was terrible mate nervous as anything right like
1: if I knew a, a cup game was coming up or even just a team that runs close, even though week in week out we beat teams eighteen nil.
0: Yeah.
1: If someone put ten points past us with and him, we put fifty, then. I'd think about that for weeks. The ten,
0: rather than the yeah, fifty.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'd think, well, that's we shouldn't have let them score them tries. What if they score more next time and they beat yeah. us? Do you know what I mean? I, I, and that's something I've never been able to get rid of up like, until now. Right. If I if I'm playing on a Saturday, from about Wednesday, I'm on pins, and then Saturday morning or Sunday morning, as it was then. Yeah. I was just so nervous, Just couldn't. I just wanted the game to start and then you'd relax a bit then when the game started but before it I just, I remember the last Lancashire Cup we won for months in school, never concentrated on what I was doing at school and GCSEs and stuff like that it just didn't yeah. matter to me, so I was just waiting for that game against West Park out here. Right. So, so it was a home, home final? Home game against yeah. West Park here and they'd been round all the other Lancashire teams all the, all the other lads who had played for Lancashire from other teams, yeah. they have been round and said to all their lads, come and play for West Park this season, we'll beat Witness. So the West Park we played here for that Lancashire Cup game wasn't the West Park we played for ever. They had lads from Sedgley Park and all those other teams. Yeah. So we were thinking, God, they might actually beat us. Yeah, they might hand the team. And I think that might yeah. have been the year, the one game we lost that season, was 5-0 against them on our back pitches over the road there. Yeah. Terrible conditions, it was yeah. just the bog. They scored a like a pushover try or something, okay. 5 nil beat us. So then it was them again in the
0: Lancashire Cup final here. I was just nervous as anything uh, for months, just couldn't concentrate. Be, yeah, I had the struggles with that. So, I, I was at home final? It was brilliant. Packed? It was rammed.
1: Uh, you couldn't move all the way down the, both sides of the pitches. They had, they had like some sort of bandstand on the. the the uh, car park with music playing. Yeah. The the hill you know, on the far side of the picture up to yeah. the road was just full of people. There was thousands of people here. Obviously, we'd asked everyone from school, so all our schoolmates, mates, basically the whole of our school years were here. Yeah, Firthier, Wad, Peter and Paul, right. were
0: all Banky, we're right. all here. Were you, the, were you the only game on the day as well? No, they, they, it was that. The three or four, like the bars and the plate and then... Yeah, like years. the under-13s then, yeah. the under-14s, under-15s. Right. And then I think we were the last one because we were like under 16. That decreased me.
1: Well, we, John McNarn and Trevor Young, were the coaches. They took us over to the Unicorn in yeah. Crompton. We had some breakfast and that. And then we walked from there back here. Mm-hmm. And we all had our shirt and ties on and that. And we all thought we were like the reservoir dogs walking <laughs> on. the road <were> shades <laughs> on, shirt and ties walking out, walking over the bridge. Then, over yeah. the bridge, you saw all the people. And there was a lot of people, and then we went in the club, and then we got changed and that, and when we come out, before our game, there was like another thousand people out there, and you recognise all your mates from school and that, and, and it was just like switchy-bum time, it was like, oh my God, we'd yeah. better win today if we don't But The warm-up was class as well, though, wasn't it? Just went over on the back pitches, I think, and we were yeah. just like, get your head down, don't, don't look over there, don't yeah. think about it. I just thought, wait, hey, I can't go back to school on Monday if we
0: get beat today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're on doing. You've asked invited everybody. You've <laughs> not been beat for years, and then
1: everyone comes to watch us get if you Remember about the
0: game, then, mate. you Remember,
1: much? I honestly, it's a blur for me. The only thing I remember about it is from watching videos right. because people filmed it. Um, I remember like one or two little incidents, like early on, they scored. Um, Did you panic at all? It got disallowed. Right. Uh, but it took ages it seems to take for ages yeah. for the ref to make a decision one of the lads who wasn't a West Park lad he'd come from yeah. another club yeah. he was my second row partner at Lancashire actually he, right. was, he was a big strong lad um, one of them ones who had muscles he, yeah. used, he, used he, used do, he used to do weights and stuff and I had never, <laughs> I didn't know what that was but he ran it in and just led with his elbow and went right into one of our lads' necks and bounced him out of the way and scored and we were all like, "Oh, they scored!" And then a couple of seconds later, the ref was like, "No, no, elbowed someone in the neck." And did you he have like, lines? Oh. or did he see it? I can't. Remember. I think they did have lines with did Lancashire it? games. Yeah, lunch cup games. They did. Probably saved the moment. That really had to be neutrals, didn't it? Yeah, yeah lunch yeah, game, yeah. lunch cup games. So that was like a, a little um, a shot, really. Like it was like you got to start. Yeah, you got to start playing now. And then there was a time, I think, um, I think Lamy made a break and got ankle-tapped or tripped over his own legs yeah. and we should have scored. And it was like, oh, it wasn't coming as quick as it usually does. Mm. We'd usually start and score straight away. But I think during like the end of the first half and then into the second half, we started pulling away, getting a, a couple of tries. Yeah. And then towards the end, I remember just thinking... Only a couple of minutes left now, there's no way they can win.
0: Uh, nice so I was getting excited yeah. then, and
1: then the final whistle went, me dad and Dave Lamb were our coaches, they ran on. Remember, just grabbed Dave Lamb just grabbing me and lifting me up, and I was just like, Euphoria, cool. it's yeah. over. Big weight off your shoulders, you've yeah. won, you can go on have them. And we did get really drunk in here afterwards, <laughs> even though we were only like sixteen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so was so was was it ever bred into you about filtering through into the the senior, like the sixteen, is not class as senior rugby. I don't think is no, it. No, no, we were still. So, well, it was like under sixteen until we were
1: fifteen, yeah. and then after that it was Colts. Right. And then obviously after Colts it was yeah. open age rugby, right. and I remember just from from being here and watching my dad as a kid. All I ever wanted to do was play first team rugby. Here. That's yeah. all I was looking forward to. So, you couldn't play first team rugby until you were eighteen.
0: Yeah.
1: So. The it mostly Coloto was still the first team coach here right. and um, they had like a pre-season friendly and they let a few of us play so we played for the, with the first team basically in yeah. pre-season friendly and I was just running around trying to impress Coloto because he he's a witness player wasn't he yeah he's a, I used to watch him when I was a kid running around like headless chicken trying to smash everything that moved getting bounced because it was quite still slight, slight yeah. but you know just about doing enough to like impress and at the end of the game he said he, he like tapped me on the end and said something like you did better than I thought you were going to do today young lads and so and then I was like oh my god that was amazing yeah that's all I could do then was just I only played one season for the Colts right because as soon as I could play open age rugby I just went and played just second team every now and again yeah. and then as soon as I clicked into 18 first team I, cl- I was 18 in the January yeah, so just
0: started playing first team like halfway Fair through way. the season, you, know? Didn't you Follow, like, share, subscribe, and endorse us via Facebook, Trot the egg in. Twitter at Trot the egg in, slash at John Heth, Instagram Trot underscore D underscore Egg underscore In, YouTube Trot the LinkedIn John Hetherington, and Spotify Trot the egg in. So we we. Bypass cults a little bit, there, mate. You you only mentioned it, and that. So if we rewind a little bit, talk to us about cults. Talk and what what's the age gap in there is that you know are the few ages because my cults were different to the your whole way out of cults and work. What type of places did you go and did you just play on Sundays? Did you play Saturdays? We'd always played on Sunday mornings, as as you do when you're growing up, and then yeah. when we got two,
1: uh, when you come out of under fifteen, so you you're sixteen. Yeah. um we were going into Colts then, so uh, me dad and Peter O'Connor were, were the Colts coaches, they had been for a couple of years with the lads who were a few years older than us. Um, they were going to take over us as we were going into the Colts, so they said to us, do you want to carry on playing on Sunday mornings um, against the same lads who you've played against since you were 11, um, who you know you can beat. And you never been tested against or do you want to go into this Colts it wasn't a league as such again they were all friendlies but there was a Colts set up on a Saturday afternoon where you'd be going further afield playing against new teams you never played against going into Yorkshire going into Wales um, the benefit of that is you can then have your Saturday night social event with each other and you don't have to worry about playing rugby the next day so more or less to a man We all went Saturday afternoon definitely (laughs) and it was brilliant because we'd then occasionally get a bus journey with the first team so if the first team were playing away somewhere we'd play the Colts of the team they were going to play so we'd have bus journeys with the first team and obviously the bus journeys back are the ones you want aren't they yeah yeah, it it was a no-brainer for us we wanted to play Saturdays we still had Lancashire Cup yeah they were still on a Sunday so every now and again we'd have a game on a Sunday. Okay. Um, we had a few. It was it was sixteen to eighteen years old. So y- you would start playing as a. You were just sixteen. Yeah. And you might play against lads who were about to turn eighteen. Okay. So there was a bit of a difference there, but yeah. it didn't do you any harm to get knocked about by someone a bit bigger than you. Um yeah. I I relished it. I loved it. You know we we've been b- battling teams for years, and now we were getting it a dose of it ourselves but we were holding our own I think even like we were getting beat in the rugby we could hold our own in the fight and especially when we went to those North Wales teams they hated us we were English they'd have the fans at the side of the pitch shouting come on Wales and and we would get our heads took off and we were playing on pitches that were like next to slate mines that were just covered in slate and getting your legs cut to ribbons and stuff like that but Brilliant. You yeah. know, like and you really saw some lads proper come into themselves there from the, the youth section. Smaller lads um growing up into men really yeah. and then starting to like put a bit of physical size on and coming through like a bad contest and then you're in you're in the bus on the way home singing stupid songs and having a beer and they're the best
0: beers though
1: aren't they? the yeah, right? yeah. Colts the era and, and most of my mates will say the Colts era is the best time of your life. Because the rugby's not just about winning and losing anymore. It's about like having a laugh with your mates, yeah. getting back here, having a few drinks and then putting some trousers on and going
0: toppers. Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. So the only... I will bypass a little bit just for the question off the top of your head, but do you know when you're, you're in the, the heat of playing first team, because the games come thick and fast and that and you were never out the first team really when you were available, do you ever think, I wish it was like the Colts or were you fully in first team mode? No, as I said earlier, I'd always just wanted to play first team.
1: And right. As soon as I turned 18 and I could play first team, I did. Yeah. And um, I come into. Even when I was not 18, I could play for second team. Like when you're 17, you play second team or third team. Yeah. I just wanted to play open age rugby. I always had wanted to. And I could see that my mates were still playing in the Colts, and it was not as stressful. There wasn't any pressure.
0: Yeah.
1: Um there shouldn't have been any pressure on me playing first team would be able. I, I put it on myself really. Yeah. But I did I never I never thought, oh I wish I was with them going to play somewhere else. I was I was loving it and I was happy to be in the first team. Right. So I never missed it, I never yeah. thought like I'm missing out on anything. Because you were it in your ultimate goal really, weren't you? Yeah, and the the quite a lot of the first team players had seen with my dad, like they were dead young yeah. playing with my dad as he was getting to the odds of the end of his career and then yeah. I was coming to play at the beginning of my career with them as they are getting older yeah. and I liked that, yeah. the likes of Steve Barrow, Al Glover and Paul Bruchet, who, names you might not even know but yeah, they were heroes to me, fun, yeah. um, you know people I'll mention later on but yeah. just just people I'd seen running around here since I was a little kid I was now getting to run around
0: the pitch with them yeah. so I was loving it. Yeah. Right, so I'll go back a little bit. So when did lifting and set piece become competitive? Do you remember that? Yeah, I think that was probably like when we got to like under 15s you start yeah. start lifting then. Right, and did anyone come down? Because like I remember Borgie, Wildy. I think you did a couple of times. Did anyone ever come down and? Like show you, so was it down to your, your your coaches at the time? Did any first teamers come down basically? And um, we had John Whitty. Yeah. Um, he came for a couple of sessions, but
1: we had then we had me dad and Dave Lamb, Peter O'Connor, people who had been in and around would really be pretty up after that. So you? it was it was a case of like they knew exactly what we were going to do, and yeah. we've got quite a lot of us playing Lancashire as well. We were seeing what other teams were doing, and we had good coaches at Lancashire, so it was. We learned from other teams as well. You'd you'd watch like other teams do proper like short and line outs and stuff like that, and we'd go, "Oh, we should do that next week." I mean, so it was all a learning curve because I think every team at that age group was all learning it at the same time. So, yeah, I was always number two jumper in the line out, and I hadn't put all this weight on, so I was quite successful (laughs) in the line outs. So.
0: It was easy as well. I didn't have to lift anyone. Right, and what what are your fondest memories of Colts? Did you and did you last the two years or once the first team come? No, did no, that no take yeah. over I, I did one season at Colts. Right,
1: um, and then when I was old enough to stay, play open age rugby, it was it was great. We we were a, we were a, like a, a party team really. Yeah. It, we we had a few of the older lads in the Colts who were. A year or two older they were like our leaders of how to have a good time. Yeah, so you know, coming in here afterwards, and they'd be showing us what daft drinks to drink, and taking us downtown, and the derby, and toppers, and that. And yeah, it, it, it was just a good laugh. The Prince back then, no doubt, Prince well. of Wales, a bit, yeah. yeah. But it, it, the Colts was just like a laugh, and that's yeah. what it was, and that's what even like the coaches engineered it towards that, they'd have a right. beer, you know I could create a beer in the bus yeah. for us on the way home. It was like, that's the social side of rugby started then. Yeah. And that's what I think it's all about, clubs like this. Yeah. And it it nice keeps lads, the the it, it yeah, lads yeah. who aren't going to set the world alight on a rugby pitch, okay. come because they want that laugh afterwards and they want beers afterwards. And yeah. It was good but, as I say, I've been putting an, a, a Lancashire team a year older than myself so I felt comfortable making that step up to open age rugby and I couldn't wait to do it and I got to play with more with old fellas like up, really. you know, Likes of crack and Likes were still playing for third teams then so I could yeah, play yeah. alongside them and it's just uh, it
0: felt it felt like what I was waiting to do for years so it was it and was, was like, it everything you wanted as well yeah, expected as yeah, well yeah. yeah
1: and I think the older fellas as well were like happy. they they liked they were like the fact that
0: they'd played with with my dad, yeah. and now I was playing like so. That's it. It's a bit of transition time, mate, isn't it? So when you're in and around the first team training and stuff, and how how were you told you got to make a debut? Do you remember much about your debut? How you were told who was around? Who was it against? I can't remember much of the build up as to like. I
1: think what had happened is, me dad and. Uh, Peter O'Connor with the Colts coaches they started integrating us with the first team quite a lot Yeah. so there was a few times on a Thursday night we'd train with the first team like an unopposed like a team run sometimes like a normal training session Yeah. and then there was a few times where we had basically full contact okay. game of rugby against the first team I remember um, we played on the first team pitch out there and Andy Err's running the ball in at Mark Godwin and just fucking <laughs> <laughs> going over him like a speed bump but it, it, that again was just a, our coaches knew what they were doing they were yeah. putting us against those big fellas to get us used to doing it because a year later we were going to have to do it yeah. or we'd stop if you are going to play rugby you were going against big men weren't you yeah. so that, that stood us in good stead I can't really remember how I, I kind of got myself into the fray for a selection but I know that the Wits had been bouncing down the leagues for the last couple of seasons and they were in a league um, they were at the bottom of the league they'd not won a game all season Okay. they only won, won one game that season and that was my debut oh. on here um, I remember Danny Morris I was I, saying to me before the game are you nervous I was like no not really it just felt all right, to me, and there was no pressure because we expected to lose. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I just, I'm just glad to be here. I was on I was. I played back row for the first season because I wasn't quite filled out yeah. enough to play second row. So I was playing on the back row. Did you enjoy it in the back row? Yeah. Yeah. So much better than second row. You just get out quicker. I can and imagine. You can, be, <laughs> you can be a bit na- naughty, get away with it, but um, we won really tight game it was and we were drawing and then we had a penalty right at the end and I think Rus kicked the penalty right and we won and I was like people were going to me after the game are oh, the only one because you were playing fields are you know not joking I was yeah. like yeah you're probably right like that's actually why it's <laughs> happened yeah yeah and then that was it then I was just in the team yeah.
0: Tuesday yeah. Thursday Saturdays right and somebody I asked people mate is did you like to not so the way we do selection at the width compared to rugby league clubs or from when i done it is they you let like, you know early in the week Yeah. did you like that about the selection or would it not have bothered you getting told at dinner time on the Saturday I'll be honest for the first few years
1: I knew I was getting picked Okay. Um, so you they didn't, have the, they didn't have the luxury of multiple people to pick it was like the team this is the team every week okay. you'd have a usual problem with props and then swapping around every week, he was available and that. But yeah. I knew, I, I, I was in a job where it was Monday to Friday at the time. So yeah. I was available every Saturday. Okay. So I, I knew I was getting picked.
0: Yeah. Um, I would have been very surprised if I'd been on the bench. Yeah. And th- So that first season, I'm guessing we were relegated? Yeah. And how, how was that for the young lad? That <laughs> <laughs> well, I was...
1: I can't really remember it. I remember being on a bus on the way back from somewhere, everyone was drinking and someone had nicked the match ball and we were on the bus and we had a pen and everyone was signing the relegation ball, you know, passing (laughs) it around, sign the ball, sign the ball. And it was just a laugh because it was like... You knew it was coming, basically. Yeah, Yeah. the the club put a load of money into the players during the mid-90s, didn't they? And they went up several leagues, ran out of money, those players left and then the team was just bouncing back down the leagues until they plateaued. Okay. So everyone knew kind of, it's all right. We're going down because we're going down into a league. We can probably maintain. Yeah. So it, it wasn't like. And be competitive yeah, in as well. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a, a bad thing for the club. It was probably a good thing for the club to be okay. to be in a league where you can hold your own. You're not going to win every week, but you're not going to get relegated either. Yeah. So it it was just a
0: laugh. It it wasn't a big thing for me. It, it, I'd only just come into the team anyway, do you know what okay. I mean? So you're just riding the wave. Yeah, yeah. I'm just happy to be there. So you touched on a Monday to Friday job there, fella, So what were your options leaving school? Uh, and what did you go on to do? I, I've always, I've always wanted to be a, a copper, always, okay. since early
1: on. So I, leaving school, I was just filling
0: a gap really until I was eighteen and I could start applying for the police. So. I went to... Um, what brought that on, sorry, since what? Did it Something you are seen on the telly, was it? I just used to love the bill. It was classed <laughs> the bill. I know you, Are you messing though? No, no. All right, just I think love it. the
1: bill was classed, but yeah. right, I thought any, you were any, messing. Any, any programme like that, Heartbeat. Yeah, Mersey Beat. Yeah. Oh, Heartbeat, Mersey Beat. <laughs> All, American ones. Yeah. yeah, no, I just, I don't know, I just thought I always fancied it. like So, um, when I, I was at, I went to St. Peter and Paul and yeah. they added like a sixth form college there, I hated that school. Like I just hated school in general, so I wanted to leave. Yeah. So I went Crompton College for a bit. Um, I didn't really have the grades. I proper underachieved in my GCSE GCSEs, so okay. I didn't have the grades they wanted really at Crompton College. But um, because I was playing rugby, I was playing for Lancashire, and that they put quite a lot of stock in the rugby team there. So I, I, I got in for them as well, isn't it? I got in that way. Right. Um, Few months, and then I missed like one day, and, and they were like, "Oh, if you don't, if you don't come every day, we're gonna get in trouble and all that." And I thought, you know what? Can't be bothered with this. And then there's a lad here playing in the Colts. His dad worked at uh, Scania in Halebank on fixing trucks and that. Right. And uh, he said to me that there's apprenticeships going there, so I went and worked there for mechanical engineer apprenticeship until until I was like twenty one. Joined the side Police in, when I was twenty one. Okay. So I got me mechanical engineering apprenticeship done.
0: Yeah. Got those qualifications. So if we ever get sacked, I can go back fix instructions. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I generally didn't know that. No, I didn't. Yeah. I, I, I was
1: never an academic. Right. I was always about. As soon as you got out of
0: school, it was yeah. picking up rugby ball and going around the field with your mates, whatever it Benefited you doing that, you'd do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. How how many times did you have to apply for the police before you got a chance at it? I applied as soon as I turned eighteen. Yeah. I applied for Cheshire. Right. Cheshire police,
1: and um, went on like one or two with kind of assessment days where you have to go and see them, but didn't get any further than that. And to be honest, didn't put you off though, Matt. No. No. Uh, I I I was too young at eighteen. I yeah. like, would have been a disaster if I'd got in the police at eighteen. I definitely would have been sacked because oh, okay. I was just still being stupid at eighteen. Aren't you? Yeah. So then, when I got, I was getting towards the end of my apprenticeship with Scania. I knew I wanted to try again for the police. Mm-hmm. My dad, my dad's cousin, who also played here for many years, Lol Carr. Right. He's, oh yeah. Carr. Does the sponsorship of the games. Yeah. Every now and again, he um, was a Merseyside police officer. He was quite high rank. I spoke to him and he helped me with the application process and, and what to expect going to the interviews and stuff like that yeah. so to be honest I, I might not have got in if it wasn't for him he, he really helped me yeah.
0: so I got in Got in my side at 21 right. I've been there ever since yeah and is it is it daunting when you walk through the doors Mark or passing out and what's the process it's all such a whirlwind yeah um, you, quick
1: yeah you, I've 19 years in this year, and that seems to have gone in a heartbeat. Yeah. But when you when you're young, and I've never been in the, the police world uh, in any way, yeah. and didn't really. I knew there was people there who were bo- bobbies, but you, you, I don't know anything about it. It's yeah. like going into any job. Yeah. You're scared, aren't you? You think, oh, I'm going to look like an idiot. I've really wrong, I'm yeah, yeah. going. Uh, you know, no, no one's going to like me. That kind of thing. But after a few years, it just becomes. And your life it? And yeah. that's
0: just what you do yeah. and how did that balance with the rugby did it become a bit more it, difficult yeah it, it pretty much put a stop to my regular rugby
1: yeah. um, I was still playing for Lancashire uh, so I couldn't go Lancashire training I'd started working weekends so I'd have to miss a few games so I was in Lancashire under 21s yeah. and that was then when people were starting to get properly signed there was lads who were playing for sale Playing rugby was in our Lancashire team, and it was it was the point where I was getting asked to go and play for teams that were paying. Yeah. I, and the likes is I had someone running me from Sedgeley Park. I had someone Liverpool Saint Towns were paying it at the time, and I never wanted to go anywhere else. I only wanted to play here. Yeah. But I couldn't anyway. Then I, w- I was working all shifts, twenty four hours a day. So. I, I I couldn't
0: play. I couldn't play
1: regularly for Lancashire. I couldn't train regularly, so I, ju- I just never got invited back for like the
0: okay. open age yeah. Lancashire team. There, pretty unheard of though playing senior Lancashire from the it? after the show. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I, d- I don't really know anyone um, who has. Um, it was on the cards for me though, because I was yeah. I was in the team. Right. But then when I. Started working in the police. I was getting phone calls off the coaches saying, "We need you. We need you to come to right, yeah. on yeah. Sunday or something." I'm like, "I can't. I'm, I'm on days." Okay. And they'd be like, oh, "Well, we're going to have to pick someone else then." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, you, yeah, you will. I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't come." They were even saying to me like, "Book it off work, and we'll give you uh, some Back, expenses." Well, yeah. And I was like, "No, because I can't just." Can't book every weekend off. I've only just started. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't look good, does it? But no. So that, and, it, and the same happened here. Um, Stuart he was captain, and I he'd asked me to be vice captain, and I was, How old was, I, was you? I was well, I was twenty twenty one. The big ask in and he'd had a back injury, so he'd been out all season. So I'd captained I'd captained every week for the most most part of the season, and then got in the job. Couldn't come every week, yeah. and uh, they basically told me like we're gonna have to take the vice captaincy off you and give it to someone else, right. which upset me no end, and I did fall out with a few people here, yeah. and I just said right if you, if you don't if you don't want me then I won't play, and I just stopped playing for a couple of seasons. So, okay, I didn't so, know that either. So I, I, just felt wrongly or rightly that they weren't really giving me any leeway
0: considering I'd just started a, a job. Yeah. What did they expect me to do? Do you know yeah. what I mean? if you didn't have that job you wouldn't be here anywhere, would you because you'd be playing Sammy Pro and maybe more
1: well I, I, I'm not necessarily saying that you're in and around if I was there, in like it if, was was st- for you. if it was still in my old job yeah when well, the money was awful you if someone was going to offer me a few hundred quid a week to go and play rugby somewhere else I might have done yeah but yeah it was it, it was just a bit of ta- a transition time in your life where it was starting to like actually works more important than rugby for me. Yeah, you're growing not really high. Yeah, right? yeah. I, never had, I never had ambitions to play professional rugby and get paid to do it for a living. Yeah. So I needed to work and get Advocacy, paid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it, it kind of hurt, hurt me feelings a bit getting dropped from vice Captain to here. And I did fall out of a few people, but right. over time, it, I kind of saw it from their point of view as well. Yeah. the captain's injured he can't play every week now your vice captain's not here every week so someone's got to be captain on the game day haven't they Yeah. so they've got to pick someone to do it so yeah. I think I think Richard
0: Barrack started doing it then right so with, with the job coming on and that and, and you're walking away from the club for a bit did playing for the police become an option or was rugby just off the card for you altogether
1: <clears throat> no uh,
0: yeah I think i had fell out
1: with the game with the game. Yeah. Um, I'd always saw it as like a fun thing to do and then it was becoming more of a chore and you were falling out with people because of it. So I just went away from it for a bit. The police team have never been a very good team as far as I've been in the police do they have they have a team that's likely to play against our third team. Yeah. And because they don't get time off to play anymore, they've got to play with whoever turns up on the Saturday. Okay. So sometimes they'll turn up with like twelve players on a Saturday Yeah, I've played for them twice Um the, the, the last time I played for them I only got asked to play because they had a cup game against Liverpool St Helens and they didn't have enough players and we didn't have any subs and I broke my shoulder in the first 10 minutes and had to play the full oh, game yeah. with a broken right shoulder basically and what did work there? Uh, a bit of a mixed bag from work my own supervision was one particular sergeant a bit arsy with me about it yeah. but you know you have, what can you do I've
0: got a broken shoulder it's <laughs> not like you can come to it, work is you can't yeah. it, you know you know can't wind it yeah. is that do you reckon do you know when all the, uh, the captaincy and vice-captain thing come about is that the first time you've seen the side of the game that you don't grow up realising about the politics of rugby and stuff yeah it, yeah
1: it was yeah I think that might have been part of the shock coming really is that like I was playing I was here regularly I was obviously well thought of at a young age they were giving me a vice captaincy, and Stuart he said to me, himself like, he's going to be captain and then retire and then it will probably be me as captain and I thought oh, that would be brilliant I've always wanted my name on that board in the mm-hmm. captain's board yeah. and then I got a job and they were like right well you can't do it anymore well like oh, that's, oh, that's the the, the chance of eventually becoming captain out the window as well it? unless i use all my holidays from work to book off every saturday yeah
0: which some people do i wasn't ever going to do yeah. because I, I wouldn't be able to have a holiday
1: you know there's no able, life here there's you know,
0: what happened when the seasons don't even know holidays i've
1: no disrespect to people who do put everything into the club because the cl- clubs like this need people to do that yeah but it just wasn't me i wanted a two-week holiday in mexico i couldn't yeah. do that if i'd used all my leave Got to play play. Away, mate. You can't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go to Penrith <laughs> in in February and get battered in the mud. Yeah. Or save your days leave and go to the Maldives. Yeah. <laughs> no, Penrith it is. No brainer for me. That.
0: Yeah, not to shame that. Like right, the like right, you see the politics at such a young age as well. Yeah. And, and you end up walking away from the game.
1: But it, it it's it's a necessary evil of club, isn't it? Because. Yeah. if there's not people making the decision to drop people and pick people then the club doesn't function
0: the, the team doesn't run so
1: yeah. it's got to be done and do you reckon that's your having...
0: first blip that yeah
1: because before that
0: pretty smooth on it
1: before that like, I was playing loving it and lads I'd grew up with were treating it still like a social event and I yeah. had a laugh I was, I was getting frustrated with them for not playing first team rugby. they didn't want to they wanted to stay in the Colts and I yeah. was like why why you know, like, come on, and loads of them didn't even come up okay. to the open age out of cold. Loads of them just left
0: because it was like, well the fun's gone out of it now. Yeah, Which I didn't see it like that. Yeah, but no, that's fair enough. And so, when did you come back, and what made you come back? Did you still have a drink up here and watch? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never, I, all of my mates are still here. Right, my dad still comes in. You know, what I mean? yeah. It's, it's
1: never that. Like, I wasn't ever going to come here. I think started drifting back into it when um, Tank took over as Lee McDermott took over as coach. Right. Um, he, I, can't, I can't really remember like who was coach when I come back. I think Dave Moran was coaching. I remember playing a couple of games under Dave. It just wasn't going well. Yeah. I, I dropped in and out for years then just with work and coaching and whoever was in the team and stuff like that, but I think once you're out of the game for a bit as well, for me anyway, when I come back, I'd get an injury and then I'd be out again for months and then I'd go try and come back again, get another injury, and then but I'd be all right. Injuries, though, like little niggles and that. Same injuries I've had all my life, like yeah. um, ligaments in my ankles. Yeah, I just constantly, I've always had a bad back. Doesn't you know. go away then, mate, does no. it? So, not you're not match fit are you so no. you come back you play and then you're injured again yeah. so since like probably you know mid-twenties I've dipped in and out of it for years through injuries and what, work, work and, and,
0: stuff and stuff like that but when you come back have the game changed? yeah I, I come back and I think
1: it was on Lammy took, became captain Right, he, he spoke to me he said like Come, come and play properly Like, I want, I want you to be in my team and I was getting a bit pissed off of him to be honest because he was badgering me
0: never was, ever said that
1: to me mate <laughs> <laughs> I said to him like why what, what is it like why why and he was like because we grew up playing rugby together like, yeah. while I'm captain I was like yeah fair enough we'll come back and play while you're captain and then we had uh, a good chain of like him Tim Gaz Moss, yeah, we
0: Welsh,
1: there, we? were they were all my mates growing up. So yeah. I wanted to play well. They were captain, like, and it was fun. And we and we started having a good team then as well. Like, yeah, we had a good our, spell, didn't we? Our yeah. age group from when we were kids, kind of, were like the core of the team. And then we had a few older ones like Gaz Riley, Mark Whitfield, yeah, and then a few young ones like you and Wildy and Tom Farmer and people like that. So yeah. it was a good, good mix for a few years. Then I stayed in the team again.
0: Yeah, and then started getting old and fat <laughs> so you know when you're dipping in and out had, had people reached out to you before about coming back
1: yeah there was always one
0: just not as consistent Tank, as Mike yeah Tank was constantly trying to get me to come back because
1: he he was playing he was hooking when I started playing first time I started playing first team rugby and I know he, he he liked me I think there's people in the background of the club, encouraging lads to play constantly because they know they need a constant influx of people. Don't they? you need yeah. a big set of lads? So yeah, there was always people saying like play and. It, it, I always wanted to, but I've all, I've never been one for keeping myself fit either. Right. So I, I'd think right. I'm gonna get myself fit. Go to the gym for a few months, train, play. Get an injury and I, I, I get frustrated. Yeah, that's the point. It, yeah. I've just got myself fit now. I'm Reavid. limping around for months and getting fat again, so <laughs> it's just, it, that's what it was for me. I just yeah. like fluctuate between getting fit, getting injured, getting fat, getting fit, getting injured, getting fat.
0: It must be frustrating, and yeah. As a sit agent drinking a pint of Guinness, what I mean. there are other drinks available. <laughs> 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 so to come back, mate, so what. Did you come back for pre-season? Was it like a full restart for you? Yeah, um, as much as I could with
1: work. I work a lot of afternoons and nights, so training in the evenings was always hard. I tried to do a bit myself in the gym, and but it's not the same as rugby training. But got to a decent level of fitness. um, Probably about ten years ago, I started doing a lot of running, and that really helped just be just for your end, know, running around running on a pitch. And yeah. playing with like your mates as well. The likes of Lammy, Welshie, Park, Tommy, they were always doing exercise of some description. So it made me try and do a bit more. So
0: I could keep up, really. Yeah. Um, you remember you had like a little running group, so I think didn't you? They did, yeah, I went like I think I went twice with Lammy,
1: Right. And I used to do a, a particular route round with Yeah. And when I did it once with Lammy, me, me, speed like two minutes quicker, just because he was running that speed. I was trying to keep up with him, so yeah. I was never as fit as I could have been. I was never as fit as any of them. But seeing them work hard, doing it every week, kind of thought I better, because I'm just going to be embarrassed on a Saturday if I, if I don't. Right. But that that was a couple of seasons where I was running loads, so yeah. I was fitter, and I, and I was enjoying the rugby much more then, yeah, because. It's more fun when you're fitter, isn't it? You just you can just enjoy it more. Oh, no. Well,
0: <laughs> let hit, let me tell you. Yeah, yeah. No, I did. I, I did. I, had, I just off my memory. You were about when Petey and Westy come was you. Yeah. Uh, that summer, I felt that's the best I ever felt. Yeah. They, I was. I was, there,
1: I was. still there when they came. I'll be honest. I, I don't feel like I gained anything from them. Because um, I never, I never saw them enough. Okay. Um. I I only ever met Petey once, at training here. But Westy was a lovely lad. when he. Yeah. Like, he, he right he,
0: wrong time. I think.
1: Yeah, I, I feel. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to
0: say too much.
1: but yeah. he, he was. Knowledgeable. Yeah. Enthusiastic. And he uh, he had a good way with people. Like he could he could talk to people how they needed to be spoken to yeah. to keep people in, in the right mindset and stuff like that yeah. and uh, I still see him every now and again at work because I work in St Helens yeah. he's
0: from St Helens I'll, I'll say hello to him every now and again he's a, he's a nice lad bestie. Yeah. so we'll go back to that first year mate and you're doing pre-season you're around your mates you've touched on the older ones younger ones did you ever feel any of them categories outside of you were not good enough Or did you ever think we're carrying people?
1: Um, I wouldn't have... Nothing, no.
0: Not for me. Yeah. I feel like...
1: You're restricted with who you can pick, aren't you, at clubs? Because you've got to pick who's here.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that the team we were picking... Most of the time was the best team we could have picked. Mm. Um, You've always got that issue with, like... Front rows... No
0: that one wants forever right?
1: No one wants. No one's ever wanted to play front row after. No. So you'll have like three props at the club. No one grows up to be a front rower. No, no, no <laughs> one. No one wants to be tighthead. Yeah. So, but you've got to, you've you've got a pick. You, you've got, yeah. And I think that we had just enough to get by over those years. We we never had like an abundance of players. Most of the time, you knew the the team was going to be on a Saturday, didn't you? Yeah. if everyone's available this is the team you're going to have mm. but no we were blessed with our age group had a lot come through to the open age and then for the next few years four or five maybe every year coming through Just to fill them into gaps. the first team yeah. so, and you need that every year so you need those junior sections to become cults to become yeah. open age players then yeah. which is an ever going problem isn't it like yeah. how do you keep up in? and down the country yeah. mate yeah from grassroots to going up everywhere it's just yeah. a
0: constant battle and it's a shame to see when teams don't have that in it it is so well, you were you a player that needed an early touch bear in mind for listeners that might not know the way we used to lay out for kick kick-offs you were virtually in and around the action area weren't you with your front row and the back rowers we used to foil behind you didn't we so did did you want an early touch or were you quite patient and come into the game when you're to?
1: No, I, 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 I didn't like being the one to take that first high ball. Second rows are usually ones that take the ball off a kick yeah. off arm. And we didn't lift you, did we? You see? No, it was yeah. just you stood there, you're taking the ball. And I've never been, I've always quite good hands, I've not, I've not been one to knock on or out like that, but I'd like to be a few minutes into the game before I got my hands on the ball. Right. Just to like warm up. Yeah, and I'd always, I've always preferred defending anyway. So, I like to kick the ball first and run at them and smash someone as quick, as early as possible to get your body. Like, ready and you like yeah. tense and ready to go, like. So, you know, I I I, build into a game. I'm probably like yeah. twenty minutes before I start playing
0: properly. Like. Okay, and. We spoke a little bit off off pop before about a few standout moments and that and what games do stand out to you? In open age rugby. Yeah. So we spoke about the Aldershore incident, so if you if you're happy to like share that with the listeners and yeah, that, and was a, about. that was
1: just a bad day in in for rugby, really. Um are, are a pre- pretty poor team and a pretty rubbish club. Right. In a pretty crappy area of Birkenhead or Wallasey or wherever it is and okay. um, they'd somehow come up into our league and they were all for about two or three seasons maybe they were they were languishing at the bottom of the table all the time they weren't very like good like just surviving most yeah right. and we we put pretty decent score lines on them every time we played and then on this day in particular most of our older heads had retired so we had an influx of young lads Um we were a young team not me personally but a lot of the a lot of the team were younger yeah. and um, they just they just set out to be very violent that day right from warming up we were in the changing rooms we had them banging on the changing rooms door screaming we're going to take your head off and all this and you could see some of the younger lads were getting a bit scared so doing my best as one of the older ones to just say oh just ignore them they're just trying to scare you because they're not very good at rugby yeah. and then right from the word kick off they just booted the ball straight into touch right from the kick off which was obviously a plan because mm. then in the line out then my opposite second row stood next to me just nutted me so I reacted nutted him back he hit the floor I get sin and that was it. Then every rock and mall they were just flying in, kicking, punching, anything they could do. The whole touchline was just full of their speckies, screaming and shouting, baying for blood. Just and it was just, it just got worse and worse. It, 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 at one point, it just flared up to a massive fight. Some speckies ran on the pitch. One of them hit the referee, knocked him over. Someone ran on. Mark Whitfield was fighting with. The, the winger and fullback had ran about out with field started trying to hit him he was fighting with them Specky ran on and hit him from behind broke his jaw the game got abandoned it was just we've all played in games where it gets tasty yeah but I, I, I do feel like they'd set out that day to just go beyond that they knew they weren't going to win because they'd never beat us and so they just thought sod the rugby let's just have a fight and again I'm not one for shying away from confrontation, but that was at the point where they weren't. It wasn't one on one. You'd have three or four lads gabbing around you, like punching you all at once, and you just yeah. couldn't do anything about it. So right. it just went too far, and a couple of their lads ended up getting arrested and going to court for it. And it's just, it's just terrible. Like I, I like, would be on the edge. That there was no be involved that day, yeah, and some lads got properly hurt, like Mark Whitfield broke his jaw in a few places, yeah, and true. had to eat through a straw for twelve weeks. It's just that's too far. Got
0: kids and that as well, jobs and yeah, more than and, yeah. It,
1: I, it, I could, I could, you know, I could say a lot more about my feelings on those lads that played against us that day, but mm. it's not for this platform. You
0: no, know, yeah, and thankfully, I'm pretty sure Aldershaw. Turn the club around quite quick after that they got rid of I would hope so. Yeah, I think they did, mate. I remember something around the fact that they turned the club around. I'm not saying they got rid of them all, yeah. because we're not privy to that, are we? No. Well, but I, I, I'm pretty I, sure they, they acted swiftly. Like. I think they got deducted at a, a, a lot of points,
1: so it was basically you're definitely getting relegated now, yeah. because there's no way they could have come back from right. that. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah. cut it that though, does it no it doesn't fix anything but I, I just hope that they realised that it didn't really solve anything by doing that that day do you yeah. know what I mean it, some of them got in trouble and they didn't win the game and they got to points and they got relegated so what did it
0: achieve yeah but I like say, said, yeah. the darkest day of my rugby career anyway yeah. that way. no I imagine it was a shot, mate so some happier memories so Talk us through, from coming back, any standout moments right through, to when, you stopped really, if you can. Yeah, I mean, when I look back at those years when I was back playing and I was playing with my mates,
1: the mates were captains and we we had a good team. I mean, there, there was a game. I think Manchester. I think it was had it, come down a few leagues, but they were still considered to be a lot better than us. Uh, we played them here on the first team pitch in a cup game and we we took him to school. Phil Glover playing in the centre who just had an absolutely fantastic game I seem to remember. Yeah. And um we I I can be a bit of a knob sometimes, as you know. But their coach was up and down the touchline. He had this big binder he had an earpiece in and he was talking to some fella who was sat in the room upstairs that we were in earlier that he could looks out over to the pitch oh, and yeah. he was watching the game Clark, relaying information back down to him and stuff like that and we put a ball brilliant I can't remember who we kicked it but we kicked it from our own half right into their far corner so we pinned him right back and I was quite fit got there first and the coach was stood in front of me had this big binder and I went anything in your binder for this mate and he went
0: oh fuck up <laughs> like stormed <laughs>
1: up in a mood, know, and we we ended up beating them quite convincingly, and we should, you know, like on paper we should, we should have been beat. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, this is we've got a good team back here now. Right. But uh, Candy Mac was ten, and he he just had a huge boot on him, didn't he? Yeah. He could control a game, and yeah, that one. And then we played Sale at home again, and. uh I played second row with Tim Hewlett that day. And Tim doesn't usually play second row, but we just me and Tim just had a really good game, and we seemed to like win every line out, win every scum, every drop ball went our way. Do you know yeah. one of them days we beat them, and they were they looked shocked, and I got man of the match. And it was just games like that stand out because yeah. oh yeah, everything just went our
0: way. It was a brilliant day, and we we were the underdogs on the day. Like yeah. I love yeah. being the underdog as well. Yeah we tended to, to be everywhere we were never really liked we were never the biggest we were never best at set piece but we were oh. as good as anyone with the ball in our hands weren't we yeah
1: I mean I've always expected to lose scrums mm. I've never been like that like rugby union style of rugby we never had we, no. we, we'd we get abused by other teams wouldn't we like you're a rugby league
0: town yeah. so what good yeah. that's why we're beating you well yeah that's it really isn't it no and I didn't realise you weren't but you'd have played in the games before the Lancashire Trophy final wouldn't you yeah I did play that season I was playing second row with Alan Shadwick a lot of it and um,
1: very early on when we found out what the date was for the final I tried to book it off work I couldn't get it off work for love no money and Cos I'd asked for it off I couldn't then like pull a sickie because they'd go oh well You know, he tried to get it off, and And and, and I'll always regret that. I was gutted because I came in afterwards, and everyone was in here like enjoying the the victory, and you don't feel like you're a part of it as much because I wasn't playing. So even though I was in part of the squad, I still didn't feel like I was enjoying the victory like the lads were. Yeah. But that's just one of the things in it. If you've got a job that you work at the weekends, you're gonna you're gonna miss things. Yeah.
0: And as as we're going through those successful years, and your you and your mates were sort of phasing out all at the same time, weren't you? Yeah. Did did the love for the game stay there, or was was you just ready to call it a day? Did the body tell you to? Was it you were happy to finish because we were at a good level?
1: No, I think I because I'd enjoyed it so much those years. I was I was quite happy to stay. Yeah when other lads packed in but it was my body really yeah. I, the last first team game I played was um, Littleborough at home we had a cup game against them the first game of the season on that, that Mary's pitch that right. there. Um, trained all summer got as fit as I could be uh, rolled my ankle in the first five minutes something that's that stupid went up in a line out, come down, just landed on the side of me foot instead of on the flat of me foot. And uh, I had caused me ankle problems, I'd always had them strapped up massively. So I'd had it strapped up and I all could feel it, it, the strapping was holding it together. So i carried on playing. And then one of the lads went down and we ended up having to get an ambulance here. So we were all just like st- stood round and trying to keep warm for about half an hour. Yeah. And it just got worse and worse then. So we started playing again another 20 minutes maybe running around i was like i can't can't do this so i had to go off mm. as soon to took the strapping off my ankle just swelled up massively that was it then that season was gone mm. and i was like that's it now nah, i'm not doing this again I, I had to go like sat behind a the desk then for months at work because i couldn't right. go out on the streets because of my ankle and stuff like that so did it last that long that did it yeah, yeah i don't know if you ever tore your ligaments in your ankle yeah. but they say it's worse than a break. It takes longer to heal, and it's more painful and all that stuff. So, I ended up having to have steroid injections in my ankle and that. And it was just again, I'd come back, get fit, get injured, and then just jack it for a, a few months, yeah. and it just that was it. Then I was like, ah, no. and that was a good team as well. Like, that's more or less the teams they've got now. But you know, maybe a few young lads have come into it now. But it was a good team. It had a lot of promise.
0: And I wanted to play. Yeah, and I just just injured. And that leadership role did it ever come back round? And then people you'd had the disagreement with and semi fell out with were they still here and just were good and. Yeah, I, when I say fall out,
1: I mean I probably was just annoyed at them rather than falling out. Yeah. It, they've always been here. I'm fine with them. Mm. I was fine with them soon afterwards. There was never any chance of me being in a leadership role here again when I come back because I was never here I, I couldn't
0: train every week I couldn't play every week so you can't think I'm yeah. the situation sort of stayed the same off the field didn't yeah. it yeah, yeah
1: yeah these shifts I'm on I've always been on so like right. I'm never going to be here every week yeah and by the time I've come back then there was a lot of other people in the team who were more suited to the job that they were here every week they wanted to be here every week and they were yeah. they were good players and good leaders you could list every captain from
0: ten years ago till now, and you could go, "Yeah, good player, good leader." Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. and we we mentioned it again off mic before. So, doug you mentioned it yourself. You weren't scared of playing on the line, was you? No. Sometimes you went a little bit beyond it, and <laughs> what? But what come with it was deserved. Quite a lot of the time, you didn't, and you got stuff that you didn't deserve. And do you feel like you had that tag of? like he's someone to look for, was you sometimes like a, a repercussion of someone else's actions and did you feel hard done to?
1: Yeah, I think
0: more than a few times
1: teams probably saw that I'd get penalised yeah. and probably thought, wind him up, niggle him and he'll do something to get himself sent off. Right. Or they'll probably remembered me from last time as getting away with something or being a bit naughty and they've, they've got a, like a, an axe to grind. Yeah. But, yeah, there was more <laughs> a few times as well where I thought, that referee is looking for me and no one else. Right. Like There's people doing stuff, and he's, he's calling my number every time, like number five or number four, whatever it was that yeah. day, four or five. And I'm like, God, I've, I've, I've not even done it yet. I'm not even on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've not even got into the game yet, and I'm getting yeah. penalised for things. So, yeah, I mean, no one likes refs, does he? Yeah. But I I do feel like I, I probably I wasn't judged on the same as level as yeah. as everybody else because it's something sometimes. I'd done the season before or the year yeah. or or whatever. And obviously people speak like we said before. Yeah, I, like you mentioned, people captains do speak to referees before games, don't they? Yeah. Captains might go, "Well, I've heard about that number before, or him, he's yeah. done this." You know, and refs might speak to each other. Or, yeah, Bomberio number four this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Most of the time, I'd done something to get penalised. Yeah. I'm not saying I was a victim all the time because no. it, it was it was my doing. Yeah. I did go over the line sometimes and see red and mm. regret it afterwards, and then do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, you're got no control over like that. Uh, no. I'd like to say,
0: I'd like to call it passion. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. No, I agree, mate. It boils yeah. over sometimes. <laughs> so, the journey with the Wids' Ends, mate, doesn't it? The playing wife. You're, you're here, you've stuck around, you mix with the younger lads. You remind people of what it means to pull a Wids' jersey on. But be in the big games as well at times, don't you? Because there is big moments to be had in there, mate. And, and you've had them. And it, you've passed it on to people, haven't you? So, did, do you see people come to you for stuff like that? Or do people remind you of things like, other than me, my having you know, really? I think what. I, I always want to be here, I want to be here
1: till the day I die. Because the, this place is. It's given me so many good things um, memories, a reason to keep active. It friends that I met when I was a kid that I'll know till I'm dying. Yeah. Um it, it, it's more than just rugby, it, it's it's bigger than just a, a ball game. Mm. And I like that some of the young lads who've never been on a pitch with me know who I am and I can I can speak to them about rugby and the rug, rugby's different now, yeah. but
0: the essence of like The friendship and the loyalties and stuff like that's all the same. The jukebox taste isn't much different than either mate Well, there's a few of us who try and keep the old the old jukebox alive. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: yeah, I'm I'm not here on like Saturday nights anymore. Yeah. I'm more of a Sunday afternoon lad now. Yeah. The Saturday nights is for the younger lads, I'm not I'm not gonna try and be a young lad anymore. I'm (laughs) forty now. But I, I still love coming here. I love seeing the older fellas who most of these old fellas retired from rugby before I started playing rugby. But yeah. they're still here now. I'll go in that other room now and there'll be that core group of fellas that come in here, Peter Barrow, John Barrow, yeah. John Powell, people like that. They'll all be sat in there having a pint together that they've done since they were teens. Yeah, And I want that. And I want the young ones to have that as well. Sure it's the same for the club, mate, doesn't it? Yeah, there's lads who come in here who don't even play rugby.
0: And um, but the mates do, and they'll come in because yeah. this it's a great place to have this. No way, the top environment, mate. So follow let you go, I've Got a few daft questions. Okay. So, did you have any pre-match superstitions? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say superstitions. I don't know if it's a superstition, but.
1: I have like my favourite, boxes that'd wear. your yeah. Favourite socks that'd wear. Because I hate joining a game, being uncomfortable with like a sock that's hurting your toe or something, so it'd have to oh, one smaller
0: than the other and stuff like yeah.
1: that. Um No, but I was just a nightmare to be around. Um of the morning. That, yeah, from about the Wednesday onwards I'd start getting really nervous, but the, the Saturday morning, no one could speak to me. I was just okay. like uh nervous wreck,
0: angry. Yeah. Okay. You know, like biting people's heads off uh, yeah. I just snappy. Yeah. So, you might not know the names, mate, but the toughest player you've played with and, and against, if you can remember who they are and who they played for. Oh, toughest player we've played with. God, there's a, there's a few that spring to mind there. And the toughest, the, the toughest definition varies, he's not it? Yeah. So, it's whatever you deem as tough. Well, I don't necessarily see tough as the one who's the.
1: A fighter, no, well, so he's someone who yeah. who's tough as in they can get battered all day instead yeah, of keep playing. So. Yeah, and and there's a few um, older heads like Andy Urz. Um I don't know if you know a fella called Al Glover. Do you know Steve Barrow? Yes. Al Glover, Steve Barrow's mate. He played here when I was growing up. I used to see them here. Um, Al Glover was playing centre when I first came into the first team and he never spoke a word. He just went about his business, run the ball in dead hard, tackle anything that moved. We were playing Southport one day and someone just proper took his head off and he just reached into his mouth, pulled one of his teeth out, shoved it down his sock and just walked off and carried on playing rugby. And like, That to me is tough. Yeah. That's what rugby used to be like and, yeah. and that, that's tough. Do you remember someone that stood out that you played against? Yeah, um, probably the only person I've ever been scared of on a pitch was a second row from Warrington. He was about seven foot eight. Hands like shovels. Looked like his face had been trapped in an elevator for months. Like home alone with the iron mark. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was horrible. He was proper. He was, he was dirty. Yeah. But he was just horrible. A horrible, horrible man. He'd go into, he was no, no fat on him at all, he was just like a bag of bones. How'd you deal with someone that's that big? He was just, he wasn't very really good at rugby. Yeah. He was just solid, like horrible, right. horrible yeah. fella. And he was the one like you'd run into a rock or a mall and you'd be like, oh my
0: god, what stuff's stick me in the head there? You turn around and it was his
1: claw on the hand. Of a hand. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right, mate, so you fit the favourite away ground you've played at?
1: Oh. Away ground? Oh. Are you going away. Or
0: you played at some shells.
1: Yeah, um, we played, and this is probably for the Colts. I think we played a team in Leeds, and they had a properly like, professional setup. Like it was, I think it was part of the Leeds Rugby Union or Leeds Rugby League setup, right. and they had like a four G pitch and all that. When we were Colts, so. Everything was clean, you know. In changing rooms, now you go in, and the floor's always wet. In you know, a rugby yeah. changing rooms. it's always just mud everywhere. Yeah. It wasn't none of that. Everything was white and crisp and clean. And in change rooms, they had like individual baths for people, you know. Also, oh, a devil process, and, so across, and up, it was warm. <laughs> change rooms are never warm, had they yours weren't meant to be, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> you got yeah. in the wrong one, mate. Well, that was it. Like, it felt like, oh. yeah, I mean, we got battered. But
0: it, it was like, well, at least getting a hot bath afterwards. And, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, happy days. So, if the mic was to end up in your hand, what would you give us? If the mic was in my hand. Yeah, karaoke time. What oh, would you give us?
1: Well, little known fact about me, I love karaoke.
0: Right. Um. I like um.
1: Walking in Memphis.
0: Yeah. Bit of bit of some Oh, um, the Yeah. Suspicious Minds, Elvis. Class. I'm. You're you blasted. out, Or will you give us a shuffle? Uh, I, I, I am like in charge of karaoke. Right.
1: I love karaoke. So a bit of everything. I right? love making people do karaoke that don't want to do it as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, if if you could go back and tell a younger you something now, what would it be? Uh, keep fit.
1: Don't drink the night before the game. Heavily hard at all? Well I used to go hard on Friday nights. Right. And then turn up here steaming on a Saturday. And that was me nervousness. Okay. I couldn't just do nothing Friday because 'cause I'd yeah. be thinking about the rugby constantly, so I needed to we go the TAV yeah. Friday afternoon and we go to Happy Friday night. Right. Some of the lads, more sensible lads would go home, and not drink. Right. From go the TAV. Yeah. Yeah uh like afternoon time we'd go. Okay. But me and Vickers are they'd be
0: like, no, we're staying out. Diesels and fat frogs have yeah. you. There? Yeah. <laughs> right, mate, so you're one to fifteen that you've played with. Right. And where are you starting? I'm gonna start at number one. Right.
1: Uh no contest this for me. My best mate, Steve Eckerstaff Chairman. He is six foot five. 20 odd stone of immovable object um, an absolute gem with it yeah not a bad bone in his body he could play rugby he had good hands intelligent lad knew what he had to do and as a second row there's no one would rather be behind in the scrum he did not move even as a young lad I've seen him play against established props and turn him in half he, just no contest stuff. Yeah. Uh, hooker Rab Higgins yeah. turned up here out of nowhere um, he's another one who, who, who would feature in the toughest players I've ever played with Irish nutcase um, never took a backward step very 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 knowledgeable about rugby I'll stand in there and watch rugby games with him and he can talk about rugby all day he, he was hard as a coffin nail really good at his job and um,
0: they're not very hard anymore then, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't know, mate. <laughs> <it. laughs> yeah, but he, he knows the game. Yeah, yeah, and tough as all boots, yeah. Right.
1: Um, number three, Kev Newell. I don't know if you know Kev. Oh mate. Is that Paul's brother? No, no, no no relation. Right. Um, shorter, squatter, more traditional prop okay. looking like, but again, not moving in a scrum. Played a lot of rugby league. Dipped in and out rugby union into rugby league. Quiet fella, went about his business. Yeah. Uh, would take the ball in hard. Nippy for a prop. Okay. And, um, just one of your old school props. He was good at everything, really. Yeah. And then I suppose I've got to pick myself, haven't I, in the second row. Yeah. That's Four
0: or five? Never bothered did it, me. Yeah, I've got to say, I could have said I did above you. No, I won't let the other second row dictate, really. Captain and kicker, mate? No. <laughs> Neither. Who partners you? Andy hers,
1: another tough man. He's what? Uh, he's six foot eight. Yeah, big fella. Massive, massive man. Lovely, lovely fella. Whenever it was getting naughty, if someone was trying to bully the young lads or anything like that, he was the one to sort it out in the nicest possible way. Um, loved taking, loved taking the ball in, loved running the ball in take about four men to bring him down and after he was one of the ones after the game in here he'd, he'd love sticking around and having a laugh with the lads after the game and you know keep you warm in the scrum because he's so massive <laughs> your back row mate back row Kev Farrow. yeah I'd say put him on the blind side yeah face first Farrow, used to call him <laughs> tackle everything with his face Nothing got past him. No, Another quiet lad who went about his job and how many times has he had to slip into the centre? Yeah. He, he's, not, he's never liked it. He's always like, said afterwards, oh, I wish that never happens again, but at the time, gets it, Kev, can you go in the centre? He just goes, yep. Yeah. Walks off, doesn't, does takes the ball in, no one gets past him. No. On the other side of the scrum, um, Andy Ruane, I knew I was going to pick Andy away in it somewhere in the, in the, the team yeah, because um, I just love him everyone loved him he put so much enthusiasm and passion into the game obviously he, he played here as a colt he went off and played with the league yeah. professionally or whatever for how I many odd years and then he came back here later in life player, coach would play himself anywhere that needed to be that we needed someone to go we always joke that he'd throw the ball in at line out, <laughs> lift himself up to catch it drop it down to himself at scrum half pass it to himself at yeah. ten <laughs> and then it kept at throw yeah. and again another one life and soul of the party afterwards at yeah. a club loved the social side of it loved getting young lads involved the lads who probably should never have been anywhere near the first team got a look in with Andy because he was just happy to have people here and have a yeah. good time right, You're right and, uh, mate. Tim Hewlett yeah, been here since day dot for me always played number 8 has played like I said before second row a couple of times with me which I loved Yeah, but can pick the ball up with one hand off the back of scrum take the ball in all day brilliant engine on him another very clever lad knows the game inside and out and always seen to have the referees wrapped around his little finger yeah he was like, a good ball and yeah. stark contrast to having referees wrapped around your little finger my number nine is Mike Lamp. <laughs> the only scrum half I've ever seen is 6 foot 5 and trots out and people think he's a second row yeah. and then he's pushing his opposite number around behind scrums and standing, stand, on, standing on, his feet, on the yeah, feet and, yeah. and knocking their arms as they bounce but, but rapid could, could play anywhere in the backs probably Yeah. he was a winger when I first came in. he moved his way across to scrum half yeah, he loved the game as well. Yeah, still keeps himself very fit to, to today. It's just could, probably could have played at higher level. Never happened for him, but could have. Yeah. Number ten, uh, Mike Webb. Yeah, he was in our junior section. Easily the best player I've ever been on a rugby pitch with. Could do everything. If it wasn't for injuries, I strongly believe he was. Another Johnny Wilkinson. Sky was the limit for whether he wanted. Could tackle way above his size. Could kick the ball out of his hand and off the floor perfectly. He could pass the ball half a them for the pitch. He was rapid. He had a step. He was a complete. He was the complete package. Yeah. He just broke every bone in his body from when he was about thirteen onwards. It just
0: get that up. horrible ankle sap I remember. Um, he shattered his wrist. I think didn't. Oh, he? Uh, he broke. Yeah, he broke his. Forearm, somewhere, yeah, and he'd he done uh, it in a bad
1: way though. He missed, he? he missed the uh, Lancashire Cup final here through that. Yeah. But luckily, we had someone who could slot, and he was nearly as good as him. But yeah, he, he, if he hadn't had so many injuries, he would have been a household name now, I reckon. Right, are you naming your wingers first, mate? I can do. Yeah, Tommy Ledson. Yep. Yeah. Not, not many of the young lads might know Tommy now because he, you know, he's a bit older than me. Yeah. And he doesn't come around that much, not a drinker. But he was a try every week, guaranteed try machine, Tommy. Yeah. Faster than he looked. From a distance, you think he's not moving that fast, but if you're alongside him, he was gone. Right. Had a good weave on him. And he'd come in as well and, and take the ball off the back of a rook and take a, a run in as well, like yeah. help the forwards out doing stuff like that. Quiet fella again, just yeah. did his job brilliantly. The other wing has got to be Pac, Paul O'Connor Yeah what, what a player he is he, I didn't realise how good he was mate Yeah he, he was here at the Colts And then he went playing rugby league Went off for That length of time Come back here to see his career out And ended up captaining in here And Just Mesmerising He could just run round people Like Nobody's business for a lad Who's about four
0: foot Yeah Yeah And then what? Centres? Centres, mate, yeah. So I'll start with inside. I don't know if you'll know this fella, Mark Sipson.
1: Yeah, Ziggy, yeah. Ziggy. He was another ex-professional rugby player from Bradford Bulls and Oldham, I think. Yeah. He turned up. No idea who he was. Dead small. Slight. Didn't know who he was. Yeah. Played. Bloody hell. Could run through tackles. Get the ball out of tackles. Didn't bother him that he was playing rugby union. He just did his thing, and it was a shame he only played for a season or two. To be honest, because what a what a player he was, and what a lovely fella as well. Yeah. And then Welshy's got to be the outside centre. Yeah. Just got better every season. Welshy from starting open age rugby until he finished. Strong, probably the fittest lad on the pitch. Loved flying out the line and getting interception, or flying out the line and smashing someone, really. someone. yeah. Could run the ball in. Good set of hands. Good kicker. And there's no one getting past him. You could put. I had a, I had a little debate whether to put him fullback or not because he played a lot of back as we were younger. But. Oh, right, okay. But um. At fullback, I've had to pick Smigger Yeah. Um, couldn't put Smigger anywhere else really. He, he can change a game, can he? yeah he can catch a ball in his own half and everyone's screaming at him kick it kick it kick it and then he goes bang 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 and he's off up the pitch and chipping over someone catching it scoring giving us a breather and uh giving me heart attack as well once playing here we had a we were winning by like two points yeah and we had a penalty kick and when the ball went out of play the game was over and I said to Smigger just welly it as hard as you can into the car park just get the game over and he went no no I want to go for it he missed they caught it went in the length of the pitch and luckily I think it was Andy Riley tackled someone in the far corner into touch and that was a game over I nearly <laughs> throttled Smigger but that's what he was like yeah. confidence in his own ability yeah. brilliant player lovely lad as well
0: You've been listening to Trot the Eggin'. thanks to our sponsors by Dell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the egg in and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in.